0: Amen, hallelujah. Amen. I can't last for four. Amen. <laughs> but I'm going to wrap up our series. Amen. We we've been in the series, get focused. Uh, it's been over a month since we came back, and and and, and uh, God wanted us to refocus. Amen. We got hit. Amen. How many felt the hit? Amen. We got hit. Amen. We got rocked here. Amen. And, and but but God just says, no. We need to get refocused, and we got to get focused back on this new year because it is going to be a good year. Can somebody say, Amen? Come on, you got to claim it, amen. you got to declare it. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. you got to declare this is going to be a good year, amen. And so our new banner has been revealed, amen. It is declared. Our, our scripture has been shown, amen, that we may declare the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his wonderful light. Come on, somebody. Come on, that that is a declaration for every Christian. That is a declaration for anyone that calls himself a believer, amen. That is a declaration if you're a son uh, and daughter of the most high God, that you are to declare the praises of him. Come on, anybody been called out of darkness in this place? Come on, called out of your mess, amen, Uh, into his marvelous light, amen. Uh, How many know that this world needs the light? There's darkness uh, surrounds us, and you, say me, You're the light of the world. You can be that light to those, amen, in darkness. And so we are here to make that declaration in 2021, amen. We're here to declare that, amen. But we need, say I need, need. we need vision. Come on, we need a sense of direction. Come on, we need to know where we're going individually and as a church. Because without vision, we don't see where we're going. Come on, let's be real. Come on, you can have, you know, vision for God. I mean, for dogs, amen, they don't need eyes. They have a nose, right? They can kind of sniff their way through things. And there are times, amen, that Christians, amen, are so blind that they're trying to sniff their way. Come on, somebody. Come on, tell, tell your neighbor, stop sniffing. And tell your other neighbor, open your eyes. <laughs> Come on, we, we, we need to see, amen. I don't know about you, but I need to see where you're going. I can kind of remember the room here. I can kind of, if I close my eyes, I can probably make it to my car. And to blow your mind, I can probably drive home. No, no, no. <laughs> that'd be that'd be that'd be pretty good, huh? <laughs> well, Jesus, take the wheel, hallelujah. <laughs> but no, I mean uh, there, that's probably a certain part that you can go without eyesight, amen. But after that, you need some vision. Because you're gonna fall, you're gonna stumble, amen, you're not gonna see where you're going. So vision, church, is very, very important. I need some water. Important. Very important, hallelujah. We need vision as a fellowship, and we need vision as a church. Our vision here, if you don't know it here at PCLV, is win, build, serve, send. Somebody say win. Build. Serve. Send. Amen. And we do this, amen, by offering real faith for real change. Come on, we got to offer the real thing. Come on, anything that's not real, it's not going to last very long. But if you, we offer the real thing, which is Jesus, amen, we offer the real faith for real change. But we also need a fresh vision each year because in Proverbs 29, 18, it says this, where there is no vision, people perish. The eyes, church, are useless when the mind is blind. So we need to fill our mind, say my mind, with vision. We need vision, church. We need to put it on the wall, amen, and we need to, for those that read it, need to run with that. Uh, hopefully that when that came out, uh, well, uh, a couple of weeks when we presented the the new banner, amen. That, that you say, you know what? I need to make some declarations. Uh, I I hope that you said it in your spirit. You know what? I need to declare that I'm an overcomer. Uh, I need to declare, amen, the praises uh, of Him uh, who called me out of darkness, amen, uh, into His marvelous. I need to declare that God is still a healing God, amen. That God can still deliver, heal my marriage, fix my fine. Come on, we need to make some declarations. Come on, I'm preaching in four five, five hand claps, hallelujah. I said, make some declaration. Come on, let the devil hear that. Real faith. We got to put it on the wall, church. And as you read it, you'll run with it. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2 says, Then the Lord answered me and said, Write, it, write the vision and make it plain on tablets or on the wall that he or they at PCLV may read or may run who reads it. I hope that you went out running for 2021 with declare in your heart. Come on. And today I want to minister on get it right. Look to your neighbors and get it right. Get it right. How many know that we need to get it right? We need to get it right. Not your right. We need to get it right. We gotta we gotta align our hearts to God. We need to we need vision, we need clarity, we need we need direction, church. Let me tell you, when I'm feeling lost, that's who I call out to. Come on, I don't call on Google. Many of you guys call on Google. Google, how do you get out of this? Come on, but I call on God. I, I reach out to the G-O-D, I call on my daddy, Amen, and I tell him what I need, Amen. And so we need to get it right who our source is. So we need to understand, church, that vision, somebody say vision again, vision has to be clear and it has to be specific. In this series, we're reminded that vision is renewed and is refreshed in the presence of God, as long as we're doing what Christ is doing. As long as we're doing what the word of God is saying, amen. As long as we're following the guidance of the Holy Spirit, amen. As long as we're in his presence, we'll be able to see clearly, listen, not fleshly. So many carnal Christians today, amen. They're losing it because they have no vision. Come on, they're they're losing it because they're following the voices that's out there in the world what they're seeing on the media, what they're seeing on on social media, what they're seeing on television, amen. And come on, let me tell you, church, we need to get deeper and deeper in the word of God, amen. You need to read. You need to seek God. You need to pray, amen. You need to have clear, and you need to be specific in the vision that God has given us. We'll be able to see where we're going, and we won't stumble. Listen, in darkness, darkness is surrounding us, church. The devil surrounds us with darkness. This virus is surrounded us with darkness and separation, Church. But light—somebody say light—light light. Light expels darkness. In First John chapter five, verse through seven, it says this: "This is the message we heard from Jesus, and now declare—somebody say declare—declare declare to you that God is light, and in there in, and there is no darkness in Him at all." So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but we go on living in spiritual darkness. We do not, we're not practicing the truth, but if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other and the blood of Jesus, his son, listen, cleanses us from all sin. Oh, come on. That's some good news there. Hallelujah. Somebody say all sin. He cleanses us. If we have fellowship with God and when we stumble, when we fall in that fellowship, uh, when we do the wrong thing, as I was saying earlier, or think the wrong thing, uh, then as long as the blood of Jesus is covering us, then he cleanses us and forgives us. That we can go to daddy anytime and say, God, uh, forgive me for that thought. Uh, Forgive me what I said or did, Lord. Uh, And he cleanses us, amen, because of the precious blood of Jesus. His blood, church, still works. Come on, his blood still has power, church. Uh, It delivers, it heals, and it sets the captive free, church. Uh, you got to claim the blood of Jesus over your house. I claim it every day. Every day, God, let this virus come over me. And if it comes, Lord, you still protect me because no weapon formed against me, what? Shall prosper. Let me tell you, it was forming against me when it hit me. But it did not prosper, church. Come on, somebody. Come on, all he did is wake up a lion inside of me. Hallelujah. All he did was get me a little mad. He thought he t- you gonna. You should have took me out. You should have took me out when you had a chance. But devil, you, you blew it. You blew it. Hmm. Oh man, I'm, I became a better kicker now. Hallelujah. Oh, we better watch out, devil. Hallelujah. We need to absolutely know where we're going, church, in order to be successful. We need to know our God given vision, so we need to get refocused. Tell your neighbor, get it right. You got to get it right. Stop stumbling over yourself. Stop stumbling over. See, you're walking in darkness. You're walking with your your own mindset. You're walking in in those things that cloud your mind or or bring confusion. You need to get it right. You need to get right with God. We need Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. Jesus. We need him to come and refocus our lives. Amen. That way we got clear and specific direction and vision. Some of us need to get an eye check. Come on. Some of you guys have been wearing those glasses. You're just still wearing them because they look so cool, but you need some bifocals. Hallelujah. (laughs) Nobody wants to get bifocals, amen, because you're going to look all nerdy, amen, but I'd rather look nerdy for Jesus and know where I'm going, amen, than trying to figure it out where I'm thinking I'm going, amen. Come on. We sit next to people, amen, and, and we're talking to them, amen. I'm Brother Ralph. Oh, no, you're Brother Vernon. I'm sorry. We don't know who we're with. Amen. I we don't know who we're talking to. Some of you guys uh, need to get your prescription. Amen. I a new prescription. Some of you need to get refocused. Uh, some of you, amen, I you need to take out those contacts and just put on the bifocals. I know some of you guys just want to look all cool, but we're not here to look cool. Come on. We're not here to entertain. We're here to proclaim, church. Come on, church. We're not trying to be popular. We're trying to be effective. I'm not trying to be popular. I want to be effective in the kingdom of God. And if I look like a nerd with bifocals, then praise God. Hallelujah. I'm going to look good as a nerd though. Hallelujah. Come on. Tell yourself. Amen. We need vision. Because without a church, we perish. That means you die. How many want to die here? Oh, no hands went up. Come on. No one wants to die. Let me tell you, no one really wants to die spiritually. That is the worst death. When there is total separation from God and you feel, you don't feel God no more, amen. Let me tell you, you just spiritually died. When you feel that separation, amen, no one wants that, amen. And so without it, we're going to perish like that, church. We need to clearly know what God has called us to do as a fellowship, as a church, and individually. Knowing what we are called to do, listen, and knowing what we're not called to do. Because we're not called to do everything, church. Come on, somebody. Come on, you think you got to do everything. No, 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 church. But it's narrowing our focus to what we're called to do. I know that we're not called to start a men's and women's home. That's not our calling here at PCLV. PCLV. Come on, we're not called, amen, to have, to start a homeless shelter. It's not in our calling church. Though how many, there are churches out there. There are people that are doing that because you gotta understand that we have a, we're part of a big body, amen. Everyone has a part, amen. But we are called to win, build, serve, and send, amen. And we win through evangelism, We build through discipleship. We serve in the local church, amen. And we send a couple or individual, amen, to plan a work or, or start a work, amen. That's our calling, church. Luke chapter 4, 18 says, as the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and He has anointed me to bring the good news to the poor, He has sent me to proclaim that the captives will be set, uh, will be released, and the blind will see, and that the oppressed will be set free. See, He has anointed PCLV, to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. He has sent us, amen, that the captives will be released, amen, and those that are blind right now will be able to see, amen, and to set the oppressed free. Matthew chapter 20 and 18 through 20 says that says this. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have given you all. Somebody say, All. All authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go. Somebody say, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands that I've given you. For sure of this, I will be always with you even to the end of the age. That is our calling church. That is who we are. We are going to to go to every city, every nation preaching the gospel and baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We are here to make disciples. Uh, Come on, we're not here to build a social club. Uh, We're not here to see how big our church is. No, we're here to make disciples. But vision has to be specific and clear. If we are clear, then we will be successful. we got to get it right. Tell your neighbor, get it right. Get it right or get out. No, 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 no. <laughs> we got to get it right. Let me tell you, if you don't get it right, things happen, church. you got to get it right. You're going through things. You're hitting things. You're stumbling on things. You haven't got it right yet. Come on. It's the truth. we got to get things right, church. There's something that is lacking within our lives. There's something that, that's missing within our lives. And, and we're not, we don't know where we're going. There's no specifics in our lives. We, we're not focusing, man. We kind of just flow whatever the, the day presents. Come on. We wake up and this is another day. This is, you know, we kind of flow. There's, not, there's, not, there's, no, there's no guidance. There's no vision. You got to know where you're going. Come on. Do you know where you're going in 2021? Are we just going to try to stumble our way through it? You've got to have vision. It has to be very specific. It has to be very detailed of where we're going, church. You've got to get it right. See, church, we all die. We all die, church. And the goal isn't to live forever. It's a, the goal is to create something that will. We're here to create something that's going to outlast me, outlast you, outlast PCLV, church. But we can't, listen, we can't do everything Listen, doing everything is the enemy of true vision. Doing everything is the enemy of true vision. You will end up frustrated. You will end up saying things you don't want to say to people. Amen. Let me tell you, we can't do everything. Do what God has called you to do. Come on. If you try to do everything, trying to do this, I got to start this, I got to do this, I got to do that. You're going to end up frustrated. Doing everything is the enemy of true vision. We must do what God has called PCLV to do, and we got to do it with excellence, church. We must trust that we are doing exactly what we're called to do and grace to do. We, as I said before, we belong to a body, so if we're not doing it, another church is doing it. Come on, somebody. We just got to do what God has called us to do. Amen. Now, if God has given you a vision to do something, then it becomes a ministry within our church. If God has given you a vision to start your own ministry, then that, my friend, is a calling. I cannot mimic or copy what other churches are doing or what other ministries are doing. I, I, I have to do what God has called me to do we got to do what God has called PCL to do, and we need to build on that call. If we try to mimic other people's vision, if I try to mimic other people's vision, I'm going to fail, church, because God didn't give me that. He gave it to them. Come on, if we try to mimic other churches' vision, we will fail as a church. We have to do what God has called us to do, amen? Tell your neighbor, get it right. I have to stay true. You have to stay true. We have to stay true to the vision that God has given my wife and I for us. Can somebody say amen? Amen. There's only one you. There's only one you, so do what God has called you to do. We have to do what God has called us to do, and that is to win, build, serve, send. Vision begins with God, and vision comes from God, church. When vision comes from God, then it will be generational. This vision will reach generations beyond us. When it comes from God, it will be so big that we cannot accomplish this by ourselves. It can only be accomplished through God. Vision has to be defined, it has to be clearly communicated. Easily understood. We're here to win the loss. We're here to build through discipleship. We're here to serve in the local church and then start a new work or a new ministry. We are here to focus on the new vision for 2021 church, the new banner for the year. Amen. God gave this. God gave me to give to you this vision, but we have to trust with him with his vision. And together, somebody say together, together we can fulfill the vision. But you got to get it right. Tell yourself, I need to get it right. See, we're so good to tell other people you need to get it right. Come on, right? You need to get it right, girl. It's easy, huh? It's even fun, huh? Get it right, dude. <laughs> it's fun, hallelujah. But when you take it personal, oh, I, I need to get it right. Oh, uh, we get a little offense. We don't want to do that. Amen. Because sometimes we think we're always right. And I realize the more I serve God, the less I get it right. That I need him. I need him more than I first got saved. I need him more than yesterday, church. Because I realize I need to get things right. I understand. I understand when Peter, when Jesus came to Peter, he says, away from me. I'm a wretched man. That's how I feel in the presence of God. God, I don't got it right. God, I've been saved for 26 plus years. Amen. I'm a pastor. I love you bad, but there are things I don't get right. Come on, let's be honest. Come on, there are things I need to align myself. And, man, God, when he made me lie down on that hospital bed, amen, and and he made me start to think at my life, and I started reviewing my life and says, okay, now that I got your attention, son, let me show you some things in your life that you can't see because you need to get it right. He started showing things within my life, not things that kept me out of heaven. I was not going to not be saved. I was not going to go to heaven. But there were things in my life that I didn't like. Things that I needed to improve myself as a son, as a husband, as a father, as a grandfather, as a pastor. Amen. There are things that God was showing you got to get rid of this. Steve, son, you need to get it right. Sorry, sorry. I saying, I need to get these things right. Say that to yourself. I need to get it right. Take it personal. I need to get it right. Tell the devil, I need to get it right. Because let me tell you, your perfection is your enemy. If you think you're right and you think you let me tell you, you're looking at everybody else. You need to get it right. You need to get right. You need to get, right. you need to get it right. You need to get it right. But I'm all right. <laughs> we can walk out with our big head. Now I got to get the usher to open the other door if you can get out. <laughs> <laughs> because you haven't got it right. And let me tell you, stay in that moment. Let me tell you, it won't be any of us that pop the bubble. It'd be God that pops the bubble. And when God pops the bubble, amen, let me tell you. Ooh, no. Your whole head just going. and you become a little peanut. Beep. And you start looking at yourself, man, I didn't have it right. God, we need humility. We always have to stay humble in the presence of God. That's why if you're in the presence of God, church, he humbles you. That's why the the altar is so important because this altar is a place of humility. This is where you say, I got to get it right. This is where people get right. This is where people repent. This is where people get saved. The altar is so important because you humble yourself, and you know, the enemy tells you, just stay in your chair. Just stay in your chair. Everybody's going to look at you. Everybody's going to say, there she goes again. There he goes again. No, no, I need to get it right. I, I need to get it right, amen. Come on. Now, now if you're all here just going, ah! there's something else wrong, amen. You just want some attention or something, amen. But when you come, amen, and you humble yourself before the presence of God, then he exposes everything inside of him. And when he starts exposing things, oh, church. Sometimes it's like, oh, I didn't know I had that. Ooh, still, I'm still dealing with that. We, we look at the stuff within our lives, but it's only in the humility and the presence of God that God you can see yourself. Because without his presence, church, you can't see yourself. You think you have it right. You think you're okay, but you really need to get focused. And it's in the altar that he refocused our lives. And then we can leave. And you know what? I just need to get it right. And we'll always need to get it right, church. There'll never be a place that, I, you know what? I got it right. I got it all right. No, no, no. There's never a place. That's why Paul says, you know what? I don't have it all together. Didn't you say that in Philippians? I, I I haven't obtained it all. I don't know it all. But the one thing I do is forget all the stuff that I did not do right. And I focus on the things I need to do right. And I keep my eyes on the prize. And that's to see Jesus Christ when I finish this race. And then we can say, I got it right. That's the only time we can claim that, amen. When he says, well done, good and faithful servant, amen. You got it right, amen. Come on, welcome. Woo! And then you can dance all you want. I got it right. I got it right. Mm-hmm, I'm perfect. You'll be perfect in heaven. There'll be no mad dogging in heaven. There's, nobody, there's not going to be no, no people over there. And you're going to be hanging on, with, oh, she made it? there'll be none of that church (laughs) there'll be none of that you'll be embracing everyone that walks through that gate if you're there before them it's love it's unity it's perfection That's what he says, right? I go prepare a place for you that where I am, you'll be, right? A place where there'll be no more crying, no more death, no more pain, no more suffering. Come on, no more. Come on, rent free, hallelujah. (laughs) No bills, hallelujah. Come on, some of you guys now want to raise, oh, bill free, hallelujah. That's the place that we're going to. It's It's the perfect place. It's the perfect place. A, a place that, you need, let me tell you, God always wanted on earth through Adam and Eve. But then they blew it. Oh, well, I'm going to see Adam up there, so you blew it, bro. <laughs> no, no. I'm going to be perfect, remember? <laughs> Maybe one little kick or something. Perfection, church what God always wants from us, right, doesn't he, he say, I, plans to prosper you, give you a hope and a future, that's that's God's plans for us, it's not disaster, it's not heartache, it's not pain, that's what the world does, that's what the enemy brings, Amen. see, a lot of people, when they're going through troubles, no, no one, no one blames the devil, they all blame God, or the church, or pastor, ah, <laughs> oh, pastor, yeah, you lied, <laughs> I didn't lie. You're just not doing what you're supposed to do. But we forget that there's an enemy that comes to kill, still, and destroy. Yet they want to blame God. So people that have gone through dramas and people that have gone through, through uh, 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 heartache and abuse and violations of their lives and has nothing to do with them, and, and that's sad to hear, amen, when people go through that stuff, amen, but they forget, amen, it's not God's blame. The enemy, he's the prince of this air. And so they, through that, they, through their hurts, they deny God. Through their hurts, they say, there is no God. I, there is no God because God didn't protect me. No, no, you live in a world that's fallen. And whatever's on this world is going to fall on us. What, come on, it rains on the just and the unjust. We're not exempt from the virus. We're not exempt from pain. We're not exempt from these things because we live in this world. We are going to a place where we will be exempt. We are going to a place, amen, that he's prepared for us, Amen. I don't know about you, but I want to get there. Amen. So tell your neighbor, get it right then. Listen, real quickly. I want, to, I want to show you. I want to show you God's vision that he's given me, me and my wife to give to you. These last three years and see how, how everything just has lined up for us. Three years ago was the voice. God was telling us that we needed to be a voice in this desert. Remember that? What a great conference we had, amen. That we needed to be a voice, amen, and make, and voice out and make our stands as Christians, as believers. We need to be a voice to those that, that have no voice. We need to be a voice to those that are in darkness, amen. We need to be the voice. God, for some of you, you need to be a voice in your home. You need to be a voice in your marriage. You need to be a voice in your situation. You need a voice and make a stand. Our scripture that we used was John 23, 1. I am a voice calling in the wilderness. Oh, so from being the voice, he, then he told us you know, a, a couple of years ago to be still. Remember that? Come on, that we needed to learn to wait on God, that, that God is in control. Don't get ahead of God. Don't get ahead of God. A lot of us try to get ahead of God. We try to fix things. We get tired of waiting and we try to fix our own situation and then we mess it up even more. And so God is telling you to wait on God. He's in control. All you need to do is to be still. Psalms 46.10 says to be still and know that I am God. Last year was victory. And if that doesn't line up to where we're at church, let me tell you, I don't know what's going on. Amen. God wanted to know and wanted you to know Despite of the pandemic that came last year, despite of what we were going through, no matter what comes your way, God was saying, I will fight for you. I will be there. God was preparing us for battle, amen. He knew that we were going to get hit, amen. He knew that we were going to get rocked, amen. But he was here to make a a declaration that, you know what, the battle belongs to me, son. The battle belongs to me, daughter. He wanted us to stand still in him and know that we have victory. Come on, we have victory in Jesus. He prepared us, amen. He knew what was to come. He places it on my heart and says, you know what? Prepare them for victory. Prepare them to shout the victory. Prepare them to know that no matter what comes at them, the battle belongs to me. Don't try to fight it on your own. The thing is, the shutdown happened. They struck, They struck the shepherd and everyone scattered to their homes. And nobody was claiming victory. And all of us were worrying, what's what's going to happen next? What's going on? What are we going to do? When God was telling you all along what to do. That this battle, daughter, this battle, son, belongs to me. And you need to trust me in the midst of darkness. And I will guide you through. And he sent us home. To repent. That's what he really did, church. Because the church needed repentance. The church, not the world. The church. You. Me. Needed to repent from some things. And we need to learn to sit at the feet of Jesus and stop, stop being a Martha and be a Mary. Busy, busy doing this and worrying about this and worrying about that. Instead of God was saying, "Just sit at my feet. I want to talk to you. I want to be intimate with you. That's where God wanted us. What happened to Martha when he told Jesus, she told Jesus, "Lord, tell my sister to help me." And He says, "I'm not going to take that away from her. What she chose was the right thing. She got it right. Want to say we got victory. He knew what was going to come our way, church. He knew what was going to hit our church in the world. That we needed to stand on victory. With victory, we have a shout. You can't have victory with no shout. Come on, nobody's nobody's victorious. Team doesn't. You know we have victory. Yeah. <laughs> no team does that, right? When they have we got victory, yeah, we won victory. They get crazy. It's what they do. Come on, you win a game. You're like, yay, hey, yay! Hey. Good job, everybody! <laughs> no, you're you you shouting. Yeah, whoa! Wasn't that a fight? Wasn't that wow? Woo! We won! We needed to shout in the midst of darkness, church. I said we needed to shout in the midst of darkness. See, for some of us, God wanted you to learn how to dance in the valley. Amen. Everybody knows how to dance on the mountaintop. Yeah, woo Come on. But in the valley, we're like, woo, me. <laughs> we, take the, we take the record out. We play, start playing blues. Amen. We're, Jesus don't love me no more. I don't know what song you're singing. Amen. That's the greatest praise is in that valley. What happened to Paul and Silas when they were in that jail cell? That was their dark valley. That was not their mountaintop. That was their lowest of the Lord. What they say? Come on, Silas, give me a beep. Boom, boom, boom. And they started worshiping God in the midst of their darkness, amen, in the midst of their situation, come on, sitting down in cash, sitting down locked up, amen, and say, you know what, I don't care what we're going through, amen, I'm going to praise my God in the midst of my darkness, I'm going to get focused, I'm going to get it right, amen, and they started singing, I'm so glad Jesus set me free, amen, I'm so, I mean, whatever favorite song you got. Whew old school song in the midst of my darkness I started seeing I'm a, you're a man of your word if you said it I believe it Ooh, I was rocking it man in my little my little wilderness Ooh. I'm serious I was rocking it amen I was singing to God, Amen. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna stay down. I was down for a week, Amen. I said, Oh God, I need to get back up, Amen. Come on, I wasn't out of the wilderness. I, I was still in my valley, but I started praising God in my valley, Amen. And God just started to lift me up, and all of a sudden, man, I didn't care because I knew devil, I knew the devil was scared, and I knew that God was with me. And then we started climbing the mountain. <sighs> <sighs> Oh, yes, it's nice to dance with Jesus. But reminds me, the God of the mountains is also the God of the valley. Learn what you need to learn in that valley church and get it right, right there. He's doing you a favor. He really is. Why? Because he loves you. Come on, you. we don't just get saved and he just starts giving you everything. We'd be spoiled kids. Right? Who likes to spoil Brad here? Come on, they—they—they—they're not—they're unappreciated. I said they are unappreciated because everything's handed to them. But when you work for it and then you get blessed, whoo, Victory, hallelujah! <laughs> you know, but when it's handed to you, not—not saying that God don't handle stuff. He's—he's he's blessed me. I'm like, a, God, really? Okay, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but He's blessed us in those ways. But He's not there to do it all the time. Come on, He's—he's—he's. He's, he's, he values you. He loves you. He disciplines those that he loves. And he prepares you because, let me tell you, he sees your whole life. He sees from beginning to end he knows the in-betweens in your life and he says you know what I need to prepare my daughter I need to prepare my son because I know what's coming over here and if I don't prepare them right here they won't be ready for that that would knock them out so I'm going to prepare you so let's go to the valley let's get it right down here amen because when you do it you're going to prepare for that you're going to be ready for that you can kick devils like that man I'm kicking devils I'm even throwing some back kicks now hallelujah Oh, my Lord, flying kicks, like that kick, amen, they do in the ring, amen, they go up the, the, the fence and they kick them or something. I don't see that, that kind of fighting, but I just see that, I know it exists, amen, i see seen guys running against the fence of the octagon, of the whatever it's called, amen, right? Yeah. Am I talking madness? <laughs> do you guys understand what I'm talking about? Well, let me know, because I feel like I'm talking madness. I want to run up that fence and go, wow. Woo! and when that little demon behind me gets behind me I go back <laughs> God was preparing us for victory First Samuel 17 to 47 that we use he speaking of God is victorious in battle this year is declared church that we need to declare our, with our voice. That we need to declare that the battle belongs to the Lord. That we need to de- de- declare that the Lord is victorious. And we need to declare that we have victory. There are declarations that we need to make, church. Look up the word declaration in the Bible or in the dictionary. and See what it means, church. That is what we need to do. I didn't bring it because I want you to study it. Understand what declare means. Understand what it is, is to proclaim, is to shout. But make declarations. Make declarations over your home. Make declarations over your marriage church. First Peter 2.9 says that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light or wonderful light. Start declaring who he is. He is the great I am. Whatever he says he is, he is, church. Don't stop questioning God. Don't put a question mark after every situation in your life. Why God? Why me, God? Everything's a question mark, especially now. Everyone's questioning God instead of declaring that you are the great I am, you're the Alpha. You are the omega of my life. You're the beginning. You're the last. You're the bright and morning star. God, you are who you are. You'll always be what he was then, what he is now, what he will always be is God. What he tell Moses? I am sent you. I am sent you. He knows who he is. You got to make that declaration over your life, church. Declare it over every sickness, everything that comes against you. Because nothing will formed against you will prosper, church. Well, you have to make the declarations. If you, you can't just quote it and not believe it. I said you cannot quote it and not believe it. We got a lot of quoting Christians out there. Oh, they know how to quote. They sound good. Oh, yeah. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. You know. Come on. Instead of saying it and believing it. There's something different from just quoting it and believing it when you say it. Because the devil quotes the word of God. Yet he don't believe it. Come on, he quotes the word of God, amen. Come on, he knows how to quote the word of God better than you. And sometimes we quote it just like him. If you really are the son of God... Come on, we start questioning God. If God really told you to do that, he questions us. If God really protects you, then there's things that he throws at us, church. Instead of saying, you know what my God said, foul devil. You know what he said. You tell him. Trust in God. Trust in his word. Trust in the vision, church. Can somebody say amen? amen? I can go on and on, but my stomach's growing. <laughs> we got a meeting tonight, so I'm going to close today. Tell your neighbor, get it right. Get it right. Let's get it focused, church. See, God has given us, PCLV, vision for each and every year to focus on. I cannot go into a new year without a new vision, though our vision for our church never changes. That is our vision that I told you about when Bill Serves said. That's our vision as a church. But every year is a new direction. Each year is different. So I got to seek and I start seeking God. What is it for 2021? What is going to be for 2022? Every year that we've been here in existence and we're going on 20 years this year, this is our 20th banner right here. This is our 20th banner right here. Hallelujah. That God has given us each year that we must keep vision, listen, in front of us each year. And the Lord is telling us that throughout the course of 2021, we are going to have to declare who he is so that we can continue to go forward. We can't lose vision because without vision, church, we die. Without vision, people perish. Church, God not only sees where we are, But he also sees where we can be. And that's a vision, church. I don't know about you, but I'm going to trust my maker, what he's presenting in front of me. And I'm going to follow his voice because his sheep know his voice. And let's just follow the voice of God. God has put a shepherd over this house, and that is my wife and I. And you have to believe without a shadow of doubt that we hear from God and that you would follow you're not following me. I'm following what dad is telling me. And I'm here to take you through this desert into the promised land. That is my job. That is, I'm going to be accountable for that. When I cross that pearly gate, not only am I going to dance that I made it, but he's gonna, I'm going to have to take account of what I've done and, and say, you know what, this is what you did, God. This is what you placed in my heart, in the, and this is who I led here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to finish what he placed in my heart. You gotta finish your race. You're gonna take account for your life. Let's make it together, church. Let's all stand up. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on, give a